the intro again. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, f- him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome to Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host and I'm fucking back, thank God. Shane Daniels, the Carpet City Draw, in the house. The Pickums Champion. You can suck it, all of you. And I am T.Y. Fuck you. No contest. I am the promoter of Clash of Carpet City and all of this is just a big hag. Shane, you're just lucky. Well, I'm JD, and I'm not a charisma vacuum like T.Y. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm Will, and I would like to go ahead and give my flowers to our future Grandmaster, the best of Super Juniors winner, Master Watto. Now, I'm Jake. I just rolled into the chat because I'm on that Bret Hart contract, and I show up when I fucking want to. <laughs> right, I've been gone for a fucking month. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling in late. There's a the difference between rolling in late and taking time off and everybody knowing you're going to take time off. Hey, I popped up oh. a couple of times like herpes. What are you talking about? <laughs> Will you stay? So, I got to ask you a question. Um, is John Cena's new gimmick that he just buries Austin Theory and out of uh, character interviews? Because he's done several interviews lately where he's like, look, I can say all this because I said it straight to Austin Theory's face, but he fucking sucks. And that's been his gimmick for like the last several weeks, and I'm just kind of confused. I mean, I I like as long as he keeps acknowledging his tribal chief and our tribal chief. <laughs> well, and he never has any slander for Roman. Yeah. Talks about how great of a champion he is, Jake. Better than Bret Hart. Well, there's no fucking accounting for taste, is there? Now, wait a minute. I, he, didn't, he didn't say he was better than Bret. Let's like not put words in his mouth, Jake. I heard I mean, Brian Danielson's better than Brett. That, that is true. That is very true. We had a whole episode about it. Go listen to it. Um. So, uh, Blood Money went off without a hitch this time. Nobody got stuck on the tarmac. Very good. You have to get in the dig at least every time they do this. You guys know that. I was. I'm going to be completely honest with you with this whole uh, Blood Money pay per view. It was kind of lackluster for me. Yeah, and we're gonna come back around to that here in a bit because uh, no, you're talking didn't win. no, because they did fucking natty dirty like they've been doing for the last fucking Ooh, six years. God, did they ever? They what, what, the Roman the fuck today? out of her. Oh, her I was so fucking pissed when they fucking did that tonight. They didn't even give her time to shine. Like literally, the one woman who, the first women's match in history. There, are you just gonna squash the bitch out? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got that. Pretty much sucked. I know. Not the champions was okay though. It was very okay. still lives on. Uh, moving right along, CM Punk is officially back with AEW. Collision is going to be in Chicago. Does this move the needle for anybody, or does anybody actually care anymore? I, I'm so confused because one minute he's not, next minute he is, and next minute Warner Brothers said, no, nah, take him off everything. And it's just like, which one is it? 
So is he in or is he out? I, I've been gone for a month. I think he's in. I think she's they're in. just trying to have more of a surprise of when they card him out right before Collision. But I don't know. I'm excited for Collision just because it's a new show. So if they do this little brand split that they've been talking about, I think that gives room for some more people to move up and shine. Yeah, I really can't wait for Saturday Night Nitro. It'll be fucking perfect world. Punk won't be back, and then they won't have him to bank off of for the new show. Well, this makes what show? How many shows do they have now? Like fucking six hundred? No, this no, they actually got the, just the well, currently technically two. Well, yeah, two and a third coming now because they had to cancel Dark and Elevation. Yeah. Okay, so real talk: if you were going to do this in the first place with CM Punk, and you were making this new show, you're trying to hype it up. Why even fucking say anything about it? Like, why not just fucking surprise everybody in Chicago? Oh, shit, it's punk. Well, that's kind of what they're wanting to do, but Dirt Sheet's going to dirt So that's why everyone knows about the show way before the announcement, and that punk is supposed to be the focal point. Well, Sam Punk is no Shane Daniels. He doesn't get a draw just by showing the fuck up. You have to tell people he's going to be there. Yeah, that's how promoting works. I mean, they didn't have to when he showed up on Rampage. I don't. I'm just kind of sick of this whole CM Punk being the wrestling equivalent of a fucking groundhog. He comes out of his holes. If he sees his shadow, he's coming back. If he doesn't, well, he's gonna be fucking gone for however fucking long. I'm okay with him being gone. I fucking love Punk. I, I fucking have studied Punk. Throughout my career, I've yeah. stole his moves. I've stole his fucking entrance. I'm as big a fan as punk as everybody else, but honestly, it doesn't really move the needle for me because there's too much fucking drama in AEW. For one, well, why do we need CM Punk when we have Big Bill? That's fair, I guess. Not really. I just think it's oversaturated at this point. Like it exhausting who cares i'm i'm there with tyler like who i i don't care anymore it was fun the first time around like oh shit i'll actually tune in to watch but i'm not gonna tune in to watch now maybe i mean why i mean at this point why is he just stealing the tom brady gimmick of i'm i'm not coming back oh i'm i'm coming back no i'm not like a cow in the door no, it it is, like, that's from how... the jump, he was like, I'm coming back. And then AEW was like, you sure about that? You that's sure about that? All right, all right. We, we devoted a lot of time to a man that we don't really care about enough on this podcast. Who also and we have not even actually do anything this weekend. <laughs> and we have a lot of wrestling to talk about from this last week. I don't know if you guys know this, but just between WWE... That's including NXT, AEW, and Impact. Just those three companies, there was 22 hours of wrestling on television last week. Sorry. Don't have oh, no, that's a, that's over a day because New Japan was also running this weekend with the best of the Super Junior Finals. New Japan. I wasn't including New Japan. You should always a lot of stream this weekend. So um, that's for you to talk about on our sister show, Gaiju and Agogo. What, my live stream or the Japanese stuff? Oh no, Japanese we shit. 
yeah, the live streams are going to be coming up later in this episode. Um, so let's start off with Impact because we're only going to talk about the big shows that ran this weekend because that's way too much wrestling to talk about and discuss. Uh, so let's start off with Impact. They had Under Siege, is that correct? Yes, Under Siege, which is since they started doing that as a thing, that's typically ends up being one of their better shows for the year. And this one was, in my opinion, easily the best show of the weekend. Well, did Steven Seagal show up? That was his movie. Yes, he did show up. Rad. He, re- he wrestled in the main event. He goes by PCO. Can we just talk about how that man is not fucking human? He isn't. That man got his mouth stapled shut and then ripped out the staples with pliers. It was nuts. It's still fucking wild to me that he's the fat, dumpy Mountie. Like, when I found out that was him, like, it blew my fucking mind. I was like, he's Pierre from the fucking... Oh, same here, dude. Same here. I... I, I, it's wild to me that the transformation he's gone through throughout his career. Well, even going from like a lot like, of his stuff too, uh, I think he's like learned a lot of like carny fucking strongman type shit because they did the spot with the fucking uh, the two pieces of slab and the fucking sledgehammer. I know he's he's figured it out, but who like fifteen years ago, if you had been like, yeah, you were. You remember Big Boy Mountie? No. He's going to become a Ring of Honor world champion and become one of the most over people in wrestling. You remember when he was a pirate, too? Yeah, for yeah. For me, I remember that, yeah. He was a pirate for a minute, and he ran a program with Bret Hart over stealing Bret Hart's jacket. Like pirates do. Yeah. Because he could sense that Bret Hart was a punk, and he knew he could take it. Hence the reason why he's not better than Brian Danielson. You know who's never been robbed by a pirate? Brian Danielson. Brian fucking Danielson. All day, every day. You motherfuckers better stop right now. Hold on. Are you fucking like high or something? Because I'm trying not to lose my shit right now. Bread artist that fucking God. Especially like not even the Canadian people or even the European people. He's still I think he said Tris Stratus wrong. I don't know. No. <laughs> You're grounded, mister. Oh my god. Hey, first Anyways. episode back. Have to come back with it. Oh man. Grounded, mister. Uh, so, him and Steve Macklin put on a banger, though. Yes. Steve Macklin got hard way fucking gruesome as hell looked like new year's revolution john cena looked like a fucking megastar trey miguel once again proving that he's one of the best impact wrestlers of all time with the fucking amazing x division run that i assume he's got to be next up for the world title once he loses this x division belt ABC successfully defending against Subculture, which great fucking debut for Flash Morgan Webster. I would say that was probably match of the night was Chris Bay and Ace Austin versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan. Hoping that they they stick around. And I love that their backstage segment, the interviewers like, great debut for y'all on Impact. And then Mark Andrews just starts going off about how he used to work here. 
But oh. overall, solid shit. Also, Jordan Grace very likely wrapping things up with Impact. Losing her whatever you would call those stipulations where it's the whole, if I beat you, you can't challenge me again. So is she going to be down with wrestling? That's the word. I doubt it. I mean, she's so young. She's still only 27. I definitely see her getting called up somewhere. I just think it'd be really fucking hilarious if she ends up going to AEW after she had been trying so hard to get Gresham to come to Impact with her. And now that he did, then she leaves. That would suck. That'd be hilarious. And... I'm sad she's leaving because I wanted a weird mixed tag run of her and Gresham. I could have fucked with that. That would be a fire tag team. I think it would. Um, next up on the docket, we got Night of Champions. Um, Man. Top to bottom, the card on paper looked good. There are a few surprises on the card. Uh, I will say Gunther and Mustafa Ali put on a hell of a match, a, a surprising hell of a match. And I told you guys it was probably not a low-key Now, I knew that one would be a banger. They're both top-notch wrestlers. The one that surprised me the most in was probably the World Heavyweight Championship match. That one was a massive letdown. I don't know if it was a massive letdown. I, I thought the wrestling in the match was good. They just started out hot and never slowed down, though. I think my biggest problem with not a champions other than a couple of like minor things was like how the flow of the match matches went like placement of, of matches like the world heavyweight championship starting first. I don't agree with that. No, that's horseshit. I I didn't either. I didn't agree. You you just, you immediately cupped your world title. I understand why that, why they did that, but yeah, but one of the funniest things that when we were talking about it was, I think it was Will, and he said, I've never seen a man so mad about becoming world champion. <laughs> Dude, he was fucking Well, can you Tell blame me being first on the noticed. fucking card? Maybe he had some fi- uh, film stuff to do. Which or reportedly also- him and Becky left right after Becky's match. Yeah. Because they had to go film for this or he had to go film for that movie but still if he would have been if he would have gone on last they they would have commented him going on last like even the fucking uh promo that they did with him you could tell they pre-recorded that promo because yep no no his chest wasn't fucking red he wasn't fucking sweaty his hair wasn't fucking you yeah. yeah i was i was not happy with that match going on to open the show and he did didn't not even do the belt spin. That pissed me off. That made me so upset. I was sitting there looking at Becca. I was like, he's not doing the thing. He's got to do the thing. He always does the thing. Well, he didn't do the thing that night. Well, not so it's not his birthday, so he'll probably do the thing to Dot. Uh, well, that's too much info, but... Okay. Well, it's not on live pay-per-view, so it doesn't count. Um, The women's title change surprised me. I don't yeah. think any of us picked Asuka. Well, it was... If you looked at fucking how Asuka's been booked for the last, what, six months? 
Like, it, it threw me off. It really did. I mean, I've been saying for a while, Bianca needed to lose. I thought we were going to get the belt switch by before she lost it. I don't know that we're going to get the belt switch. They just ignored the fact. That, not that they've ignored it because they acknowledge it's a Raw Women's Championship on SmackDown. But they just don't give a fuck. Well, used to when we they did the draft, like whoever was champions, you know, like, carried their belts over. Yeah. yeah. Or they switched, like the time Charlotte and Becky switched. Switch looks so fucking goofy, though. Yeah. You could have did that, like, backstage. Yeah. yeah. WWE draft. LOL. That's... <laughs> That's all I got to say. They just need to change the names of the belts to something more vague. Like. Sandwich Maker Championship? No. Make it like Big Freaky <laughs> Championship. And then the other one is like the Yukon Square Off Women's Championship. But can we talk about the fucking SmackDown Women's Championship match? We've just done we we not. It, but... No, the thing is, the thing is, wh- whatever we say is going to be longer than the match itself. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't disagree with you that I just I want to see Natty do well, and it's just it it sucks. <laughs> I guess, I man, I look down. I I, I think I walked into the kitchen to grab something to drink when the match was starting, and then I walked back and Rayo is pinning her. I was like, what the fuck happened? I guess it's one of those things, though, where you can't be too mad because she gets a lot of... She gets to do a lot of cool shit, you know? Yeah, but... I don't know. My thing is... There's a place in wrestling for matches like that, and it's called television and house shows, not pay-per-views. They're not pay-per-views anymore. They're premium live events. So I refuse to call them that. That's like uh, Steve Blackman. He lost every fucking house show, but only one on uh, Raw. Because that's where it matters, because it was fucking televised. Um, it, it, was a, it was a match that happened. Yeah. The other women's match on the card never really connected for me either. Becky Lynch and Trish. We got his always start pairing with Trish, but I'm kind of interested in that. I'm interested in that. The match itself, though, just didn't... Never, it, didn't hit, it, it never hit another gear. It felt like it was yeah. stuck in third gear the whole match. See, that's how I felt about the World Heavyweight Championship match. I felt like Trish and Becky were lost, like, majority of the match. Like, you kind of tell they were stalled, like, hey, what's next spot? What's next spot? What's next spot? Yeah, there's a couple of spots like that. Yeah. And it felt very... We're going to do this match, but let's go ahead and start planning out what we're going to do for the next match at the next pay-per-view when we fight. Um, Cody and Brock. Why the fuck did I say Cody had a broken arm? Dude, why didn't he Lex Luger him with it? They kept as a titanium cast. The broken arm gimmick was dumb. He's already worked through an injury once. We watch a we watch him work through a legitimate injury and overcome the odds. We don't need him to do it in kayfabe too. Got a double dip, brother. Am I the only one who loves Cowboy Brock? <laughs> Cowboy Brock, fun. 
you, the, the fucking get a life kid thing was fucking hilarious and then they did a thing on i guess their tiktok where he's walking to his plane and he just looks at the camera and he goes have a nice flight cody and just walks off i feel like he's he's definitely having a lot more fun now that he's just kind of getting to do whatever goofy shit he feels like doing and isn't just all right i'm here to stand here on tv while paul Heyman cuts a promo hey can i just say something to the group real quick yeah no contest I'm telling y'all, no contest is coming. <laughs> I'm dead. That was not nuts. That was not nuts at all. Why can I ask what your fucking thought process and if you were picking that and you were like, you know what, that's a good idea. No contest whatsoever. Have you ever WWE's booking and what they're thinking, they think like that all the time. That sounds like a good idea when it's really not. So what that was my do? idea. That was like, I gave you every chance. Every fucking chance. When I edit those, I was like, are you sure this is what you want? When I send this off to whoever's doing the fucking Facebook, is this what you want? And you were like, can I wait until after SmackDown? And I literally gave you a whole night to sleep on it. And I was like, are we, is this what we're doing? He slept on it. And it's like, no, this is a fucking great. (laughs) This is the one. I would have thought, you know, no, no contest in like every other match, but that one. (laughs) That's how WWE thinks. Oh, so I cried. You should have. Thanks for the three points. So if you ever want to fucking keep on doing no contests, I'll do. I'll take them. I'll never. <laughs> I'll... Hey, there's always Brock Cody three. Yes. No contest. <laughs> Disqualification, guys. <laughs> and then it would be hilarious because he'd pick it, and I'd be like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "I want to watch SmackDown," and it'll be like. The next day after he sends it off, they're like, and just breaking news, it's a no disqualification match. See, that's what I asked him in the group chat. I was like, dude, are you sure you want to stick that back to that? What if they put a stipulation on this and it's like no DQ or unsanctioned or something? What What about that? Sometimes you literally would just, I mean, not that you were going to win that point anyways, but. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take chances in life, fellas. You got to be bold. Okay, so. Taking chances is one thing. Throwing away chances is another. Nah. That was a chance taker. It was was something. It's like going up to bat with no bat in your hand. (laughs) Well, I sure hope I get this hit. Fucking what, homie? Tyler can punch really hard. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It just punches the ball. Yeah. Pretend it's a cop's wife. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Jake's face. Jake's face. <laughs> Is there a joke I'm, I'm not privy to on that one? <laughs> I'll explain it to you later. 
Anyways, <laughs> the main oh, event. The fucking bloodline, man. The bloodline. Throw them up. Is it not be your last chance? <clears throat> God. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Uso turning on Roman. It made perfect sense. I was not expecting it. It made perfect sense. I didn't expect it in the moment, but as soon as it happened, I was like, yeah, you're the only guy with a shirt that says nobody's bitch. I I don't know. I assumed Jay would be the one to turn, and then Jimmy would be the what are you doing? Jay's the one that got beat into submission. But I like, well, they both did. No, no, not the same way. Well, yeah, not the same way. Roman whooped the shit out of both of them in singles matches. Yeah, but I mean, the the beating he put on Jay was a lot different than the beating he put on Jimmy. But I don't know. That shit was neat. That was was that the first time Solo's been like pinned on the main roster? Second, Cody Second. got one right for WrestleMania. Cody did, of course. Of course, he did. But. I don't know. Overall, it was a decent match. The crowd was going fucking nuts for Sammy. Kevin's definitely going to turn on him by SummerSlam. (laughs) That match was pretty much just a storyline vehicle, and I thought it paid off really well. I feel like a lot of Roman's matches had become storyline vehicles, but I feel like that's what's made his matches good. is Because they're not just matches, they're they're storyline epics. I don't know. They mean more than just, hey, let's put a fucking this guy and this guy in there. See what happens. See, but I want to see him do a few more just like, let's just see these dudes wrestle matches because he hasn't had one of those in a minute. They've all been very long, methodical, story-driven matches. I want to see him bang. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'd like to see him and, and Sheamus in a match. That would be a great world title feud. Like, run that for Money in the Bank. What yeah. do you think we're getting for Money in the Bank now with the with the implosion of the Usos? Then we're going to tag match between the Usos and Solo and Roman? Otis versus Roman. I don't think I don't think Roman's going to be at Money in the Bank, but I will go ahead. He's already advertised for it. Oh. Yeah. They specifically advertised as him defending the belt. They changed the poster for Money in the Bank to include him on it. Okay. He's the Money in the Bank now. I I think Brock's going to go against Seth. And I think Cody's going to fuck him. That's what I think that's going to happen. Our third match at SummerSlam between Brock and Cody. I think Shane McMahon's winning the ladder match. Hey, Shane McMahon's fucking working out with Derrick Henry, so ain't no telling he'll fucking be back. I don't even know who Derrick Henry is. Look him up. <laughs> Look him up. As far as, like, Roman, I don't know, maybe Jay? I could see that. I could see them doing Jimmy. I don't know, man. I don't know if they're. I don't know what they're gonna do. Apparently, so they have Jay is the special guest referee. No, Jay is in a shark cage above the ring. Yes. But they leave him there the whole show, so he's also there during Money in the Bank above the briefcase, and he's just doing that typical Jay Uso, 
like weird pout face that everyone's like, oh my God, give him an Oscar because he's disassociating. Hey, I will say, uh, I have to share you. The sh I'll share it in the chat. Go ahead. Yeah, share it. Um, the little touch with Jay screaming Joe at Roman was good. That, yeah, was, that was great storytelling. I think we had, I don't think we had Roman in that match. We just had Joe the whole time. Which is oh, wild because Samoa Joe's not even in that company anymore. It's true. I like the little touch of seeing Roman kind of fall apart a little bit. <laughs> wow. That's a like stressed out. Give him some Advil or something, dude. Advil, my God, no. Give him a fucking. Xanax or something. He needs some Splenda and iced tea. Overall, though, getting back to fucking not a champions, like I said earlier, it was very lackluster for me. It wasn't nothing that I really was looking forward to. I feel like the build was fucking rushed, except for, you know, bloodline shit. But, I mean, that was already a story that was established. Everything else on this card was fucking rushed to me and it, it just didn't resonate with anybody I don't think and it was the way they laid it out was poor so yeah um, I mean overall 6 out of 10 I wouldn't even fucking give it that no fuck no I'm gonna give that a fucking 4.5 out of 10 see what bumped it up to a 6 for me was just the bloodline I'm going to give it a, a five. This is I'm very high. Too fucking high. <laughs> uh, let's move along to uh, Double or Nothing. Uh, Will, and Zara's AEW Zar. Will, uh, what's the talk points coming out of the show? Oh, uh, well, I feel like main point coming out of the show, the Anarchy in the Arena main event, Kanosuke Takeshita is mean now. And turned on Kenny Omega with Down Callis to cost them the match with Wheeler Yuta getting the main event pin over Kenny Omega. Which that was exciting. Beautiful little touch to it is he did it with the seatbelt clutch, mm -hmm. which Chuck Taylor taught him when he was brought into the best friends. So nice. love that. Wardlow defends the TNT Championship against Christian Cage. Really solid match. Christian Cage with the turtleneck is fucking iconic. Not I do like his big ass jumping off the fucking ladder doing a fucking swanton like Hardy. Yeah, also bloodied up Arn Anderson looked fucking wild. Uh, oh, no, no, AEW Women's World Champion Tony Storm, the first to do it two times. I'm was, glad for she got that because that interim title she fucking carried for so long was bullshit. Yeah. It's it, it was very obvious that Jamie was very hurt and they just wanted yeah. to use this match as a way to take her off rather than just being like, oh, our champion's hurt again. Well, fuck their booking of Jade. That was fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh, my God. On to better things after she gets a new TBS champion, the surprise return of Chris Statlander, who became the one in 60 and one. So 
had a really solid match with Ty Valkyrie. <laughs> but let's be honest, she became the point five. Yeah. Because they had a match like a money in the bank cash in. That was bullshit. But there wasn't no case. No. No. You, you don't get anyone over in that situation. Nope. It was just there's always some kind of big surprise at the pay-per-views, and this was their big surprise was Statlanders finally healed. But I was not I was not a big fan of that. Talk to us about Jeff Jarrett. The Man. King of Times, baby. The the moment I've been waiting for all episode. Jeff, by God, the truth himself, Jarrett, once again proving that no one else is allowed to ta- challenge for the tag belts. In the last year, he's had like four fucking shots. I don't know but, why I don't just go ahead and pull the trigger and put the fucking belts on him. Honestly, I kind of wish they would because, and this might be a bit of a hot take, but I think FTR is personally one of the worst possible picks to put your belts on in that division. I'm sorry, what? FTR, yeah, they're good at what they do, but the problem is, is they're not good at what anyone else does. And they only have good chemistry with like five of the tag teams in there. And they've already done long-term feuds with all of them, which is why they had to do another Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal tag title storyline because they can easily play ball with FTR style versus say your Lucha brothers which they already proved FTR can't do shit with them cause they're professional wrestlers so if you're going to be the champion then you have to be able to adapt to whatever challenger you're facing okay I, I, I could understand that but I mean I don't know I don't want to sound bitter but I, honestly, I, I feel okay. like FTR's. I feel like <laughs> FTR's whole package looks better in WWE. Yeah, I think they work fine in AEW, but I think with what's going on right now, they're not the right choice to put at the top because you've got a lot of tag teams waiting to break out right now, and now is the time to break them out instead of just. Here's FDR with the belts again doing the same thing that they've been doing. Like, yeah, the matches are good, but they're all very similar in like it's the same kind of match each time. I mean, the, the time to put the belts on too was when they were dripping in gold. Yeah. See, but then they didn't need the AEW belts because why put every belt possible on them when you they find didn't need them? They didn't need those belts, but those belts needed FTR at that moment. Now, and these... it would have helped everybody else that they were carrying their fucking championships for to, oh, these guys are the fucking, you know, whatever champions. I need to check those guys, check that out. How did they win these belts? Counterpoint, though, the acclaimed. The acclaimed could have picked up the belts from FTR. They could have, but during that time while they were having their triple gold run the acclaimed were so fucking white hot over that there was no option but to put those belts on the acclaimed yeah but counterpoint wouldn't it have been mean more if they beat the fucking best tag team in the fucking world while they're white hot 
Bingo. That's what I'm saying. Mm. You has had the belts on FTR for long. But if you would put those AEW tag team titles on them and they were had all those belts and then had them drop those belts to to the acclaimed and then start their little storyline where they kept losing the fucking belts, then bring it back. I mean, it makes more sense. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett's not drawing those dogs though, is he? No, because he's building companies unlike FTR Bald or FTR Hair could ever do. Okay. Alright. Alright. Well, I have the nickname for them. Uh, NXT held their battleground uh, event last night as well. Oh, we didn't talk about the main event. I'm sorry. Or not oh. the main event, the title match. Oh, yeah. Four killers. Damn, that match was very all gas, no breaks. I loved it. I, for a minute, thought they were going to Darby, the battle on Darby. See, for a minute, I was really worried they were going to put it on Sammy. When he hit the coffin drop on, uh, on MGF and then did the side headlock takeover to prove a point, that's uh, that's where I was like, yep, this is Darby's moment. Glad it wasn't, though, Darby. When they put the belt on Darby, it's going to be more of a coronation, I felt like. Yes, but I, Darby is where he stands in the company. I think he's one of those guys that doesn't ever really need the world title. He's also the most ready for it out of that group, though, besides MGF. Oh, yeah, because Sammy will, I don't think he'll ever, he's hit his ceiling, and he will never be there, and Jungle Boy needs at least two more years in the oven. Oh, what's this about Jungle Boy and Roosh a few weeks ago? Uh, I heard something about Roosh went into business for himself in the match. I don't know. So people say that every time Roosh wrestles because people have never seen Roosh wrestle before. And Roosh is really intense. And he's fucking dope. And he beats the piss out of you and he makes it look like this is a real fight and every time people see that in wrestling they're like what the fuck so, so the only issue I had with it if it wasn't worse than it was the booking then what they did was they had Sammy in a warm up match that MJF in a strong promo segment Darby in a warm up match and then they had Jungle Boy get the piss beat out of him for 10 minutes until he got a, a cheap win Sounds like storytelling to me. And that and that's and that's before a title match. So Roosh has already settled into kind of the best spot you could want outside of being a main eventer, which is the you're booked as the killer that everyone beats just barely. Gatekeeper. Yeah, he's like the big show, but less flippy. I did. I was talking to Will before you guys came in, and I was like, I did see a little bit of that match. I did like the spot where they did each one of their mentors' moves. Put together very well. I just wish they would have gone deeper with it, and I wish that MJF would have hit one of Brian Myers' moves. Did he hit a GTS? Because that would have been even cooler. No, that he should have because that place would have lost their fucking mind. 
But like, overall, if I was him, I would have looked at the camera and been like, fuck you, punk, and then hit the fucking... It, that main event also gave the first time I've ever seen the crowd not give a fuck about a pregnancy announcement. <laughs> Wait, it what? was the most like, oh, cool, pop ever. Who's pregnant? Uh, Ty Conti. So Sammy Guevara gonna be a dad now. <laughs> Which now it's like, okay, so this is why they've been suddenly like, Sammy, you're a baby face now. Yeah, but who's really cared about the Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara? I'm sorry, Conti, I'm sorry. I apologize, I shouldn't be a dick. Um... People like her because she's overall pretty solid. It's just nobody likes Sammy. What I'm saying it's like, I don't know if they're trying to like make Sammy more popular up by, by putting their like real life stuff together and stuff. I don't know. I mean, to me, it just seems like Sammy. I think Sammy is blackmailing Tony Khan. What do you What do you think? I, Definitely a hot take. Is this your no contest moment? He's blackmailing Tony Khan because he has proof that they knew that Ace. Yeah, okay. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, any final thoughts on AEW before we move along? We've got two more shows to talk about. Um, pretty solid pay-per-view. Not as good as Revolution, in my opinion, but overall pretty solid. Liked it more than Night of Champions, but not as much as Under Siege, so it ranks middle of the pile of the big three weekend shows, because I don't even count Battlegrounds. All right. I will count Battleground, because I watched it and I enjoyed it. Uh, the triple threat between Wesley, Joe Gacy, and Tyler Bate was dope. Uh weird clash of styles that just really fucking worked. Um, the Noam Dar and Dragon Lee worked for the Heritage Cup. Kind of weird because they just never, the the rounds just never gave them time to get momentum built. Yeah, I definitely think putting someone like Dragon Lee in a British round style match is an odd choice. Like, I think a normal singles between those two could be really good. Yeah. But I don't know about just constantly being like, all right, go take a break in the corner, right as Dragon Lee would be building momentum. Yeah, that was my biggest problem with the match. Uh, the last man standing match between Ilya Dragunov and Dijak. My God, if you haven't seen that match, go watch it. Sounds like that is my match of the weekend. It definitely sounds like a banger of a match. We'll have to go check that, that out. That was violent. Hell yeah. That was just... And the finish, my god. Gnarly as fuck. I won't, even, I won't tell you, but it is gnarly. Did Dijak um, get his mouth stapled shut? No, but um, it was a pretty gnarly finish. Uh, Dallas and the Creek Brothers, pretty decent match. Uh, Lyra Valkyrie and Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton finally got crowned. I'm happy about that. She's uh, miles ahead of everyone else in NXT besides Roxanne Perez. Is she? I 
I always forget. Is it her or is it Sol Ruka that does uh, Dante Leon's finisher? Which one is that? What's the finish? Um, it's like a weird imploding DDT type thing out of the corner. I think that's Tiffany because uh, Sol Ruka's is the flip and catch it into a quarter thing. Yeah, that thingy. Oh, yeah, it's over. But, I don't know. I've seen some stuff of Tiffany Stratton, and she's good. She debuted there, what, like, not even a year ago? Yeah, she's a, she's going to be a huge star. She's great. And uh, Mello and Braun Breaker, I like Braun Breaker a lot more now that he's a heel. The yes, goofy yes. his dog, man. God damn that spear. God. My God, dude, I know that bump had to suck. That's the second time he's taken that in two weeks. The second time he's taken that bump in two weeks. He did it just last week on NXT. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't do that two weeks in a row. That bump, dude, just got on my head hurt. Uh, but, man, Breaker's great as a heel. Presentation's a lot better than him being a babyface. And Melo just works as the come-from-behind babyface really well. I think Mello works as literally anything. He does. Yeah, I really wish he would have got drafted to the re roster, honestly. Yeah, but if you did that, then, like, already that draft, one of the underlying themes was fuck the women's divisions in NXT. But if you had taken three sets of champions in the draft, that would have been some bull. <laughs> The real question is, who takes that belt off Mello? That, that, I don't know that we have seen who's going to take that belt off Mello. I don't know that they've debuted on the roster yet. I think I know who it could be. Who? He's over in Impact now, but I assume his deal will probably be up soon. Are y'all familiar with a man named Johnny Swinger? <laughs> I do know that man. So, you know, for real, a real young prime prospect, got his whole career ahead of him. He, I think that's the one to beat Carmelo Hayes. Everybody look up some Johnny Swinger if y'all ain't familiar. Um, So that's Battleground. We also had uh, TWE had a live stream event this weekend. Seeker Swim. Uh, Will attended. Is that correct? I did attend. And Jake worked. So you two lead us in the conversation. You were on that show. I would like to to say one thing though about Seeker Swim. Uh yep. presentation as far as the promos, top notch. Whatever you guys are doing with like the editing and the look and everything, uh keep it up. I really like the way those were cut. Uh, Jaden's was really good. I like Noah Hosman's promo. Uh, that was really good. Huh? You're talking about the pre-tapes that they put out on, like, on Twitter and shit? Yeah, like all that presentation stuff looked fucking phenomenal. So whatever you guys are doing, keep doing that. Because it looked... You, TWE looks fucking... Really fucking professional outside of other companies that try to do the same thing. I, I just 
not like fucking trying to blow him or anything like that, but I'm just saying the presentation really does it for me as far as a fan looking at the product. Yeah. As you know, different promotion over here and they're doing the same thing, but it's not as good. I don't know. Just keep up the good production work. It, it fucking looks great. So it really, guys, it really sets them apart from everybody else. Well, that, and I feel like they always do a overall decent job. Like they've, especially with Daniel Simmons now taking over ring announcing, he's got a big voice for that kind of projection that I think fits it better. But I, don't know. I saw a couple of the promos. I saw yours. Talk to us about the event then. Uh, impressions, big oh. moments, matches, whatever. Overall, it was a pretty pretty solid match. I mean, biggest moment of the night was the main event of crowning a new TWE champion and Darian Bankston. It was a overall a solid fatal four-way between him, Adam Priest, Lobo Akami, and Suge D, who personally I feel like Suge should have won, but it is what it is. But overall, pretty solid show. KOBK defended the tag belts against BDSM. And I absolutely adore BDSM. I think Big Dave is one of the best workers in wrestling today. And possibly of all time. And, oh yeah, Jason Kincaid was there. I forgot Jason Kincaid has a tattoo head now, and it was very jarring when he first popped out through the curtains. Which, you can maybe elaborate a bit more. Who the fuck was the dude hanging out with Jason Kincaid with the longboard? I have no idea. He, he was just skulking around in the back, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. Whose dad is this? <laughs> I guess Jason Kincaid's. I mean, he was cool enough guy, but I was just like, whose father is this out here? <laughs> I'm the only one that has kids on this show. What the fuck are you doing? And then we had our very own, the podcast's favorite TWE resident wrestler, Jameson Shook on the card. <laughs> I don't remember who he worked. I don't remember who he worked, though. So we'll skip over that one. Mm-hmm. I heard that match wasn't even live. Well, Jake, it's not your match. I mean, that's the one that Will was no selling. Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll tell you before you came in here, he was selling it pretty good. So, would you like to elaborate? Yeah, tell us about your. I heard you had an Elba match last night. He did a fourth issue. I mean, that kid's, I don't know what, handful of matches now, 12, 15 matches, and he wrestles beyond his years at that point. He was actually wrestling somewhat hurt, too. Like, his, his shoulders been bothering him, and his, he's had an ongoing knee issue since he was in high school from football, I think it was, or hockey, one of the two. I don't know, because he's legitimately from Pittsburgh. And I won't hold that against him. Um... 
don't know, man. Like, he just, he's, I have chemistry with that kid, like, straight out of the box. Like, I wrestled him for Tyler, and he took that on short notice. Like, what was it, like, two or three days before the show, Tyler? Uh, I think, like, a week. It wasn't long. It was only a handful of days. And yeah, it that really was. At that time, was his highest profile thing to date, and then he gets to do the live stream match with me. And um, Secret got to make her debut on the live stream, and she's over like fucking Rover. Mm-hmm. She's good to see. Um, me and Katie were super over with some goth kids that were sitting a few rows back. I don't know if you noticed them or not, Will. They were sitting behind you. No, I didn't. Because like when we threw them up. They, they were fucking throwing them up too, and I was like, "Well, we're representation, so I can't get mad at them for cheering for the heels on that." I will say though, the fucking kid that likes you—that shit is so damn adorable. It's so funny. He can be beating the shit out of the most white meat baby face ever, and Tristan will still be like, "Let's go, Jake." Where it's- Jake is literally just like done the most out-of-pocket shit, or, like, Katie will roll up and do some sneak shit. You can do no wrong in that child's eyes. No, you can't. It's the greatest shit ever. Oh, it can be against somebody he likes, and he takes my side every time. Yeah. Every single time. (laughs) It's it's so funny. Like, he's got his little sign up, too, every time I come out, and then I do the, I drop down on one knee, and I fucking put the horns up and like he does it too it's like you should try using him as a weapon (laughs) just yeet tristan at somebody yeah yeah be sure to get that kid at the uh next clash of carpet city show i'll get him a a front row and then we'll fill him in for me so uh any more thoughts any more thoughts on the trbu show um i really dig greb's new group the Coven, like that Maori guy, he's he's solid. CJ's coming into his own. Yeah, CJ really kind of blossoming out of his. I don't even want to say shell because CJ is always very CJ, but just kind of coming into his own with a different character that isn't just himself. Yeah, and I think he works really well with Nathan Maori. I think. Each time I see them tag together, they're starting to get more and more on the same page. I think there's still just a little bit of a disconnect. But I think they're both kind of getting used to it. I like their gimmick of using CJ as a weapon a lot. They got Billy Tipton and the Deadwood Boys now. Which, this is gonna this is now the ultimate test because he doesn't have 9 to 5 to hold on to as a life raft. Nine, 9 to 5? Yeah, so Billy Tipton is... Anybody that knows me knows I hate Billy Tipton. Can't stand him. He His whole gimmick is just an, the one in a billion. I'm from the South. And he comes out to 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton, which to me is a cheap pop. <laughs> and that is... Like, but that's it. That's as deep as the character gets but now he's doing a heel thing and he's got some random ass song now and he joined up with the Deadwood boys so I'm wondering how he'll do now that he doesn't have the Dolly Parton crutch 
I wish I could wrestle, goddammit. You can. I saw it. I miss my tag team partner. I thought that shit sounds so fun. Well, let's move on to your favorite segment of the week. MVPs. My MVP of the week is... I don't know. It was a crazy week, so it's a really tough pick, but I will have to give it to the runner-up in the Best of Super Juniors tournament, Teton, because holy fuck, he looked amazing. I thought for sure he was going to beat Watto in the finals because he was looking way too good. It was like, you know, whenever, especially in New Japan, whenever a wrestler's like, I realize this is going to be one of those all-time best matches in my career, so they're just nailing all their high spots to a T. That was fucking Teton. It was like some prime fucking Will Ospreay versus Ricochet shit in there. And then Watto's just a fucking wall to bounce off of. Tyler, who's your MVP of the week? That's again a lot of wrestling this weekend. Um, got a hard to pick, but if I have to pick, it'd be Sami Zayn getting to wrestle in Saudi Arabia, and uh, kudos for that to happen. And made my heart go warm to see. And he looked like Jesus in that white uniform. Yeah, that was super awesome to see. I, I, I've always been a fan of those guys. I've followed their career from PWG to now. Got to watch a lot of great matches with these guys, and it's just really good to see Sammy actually you know, out here doing it. Jane. My MVP of the week is Natalia. Because, man, fuck that shit. <laughs> Just being a trooper and dealing with it and doing her job. I know it's her job. I know she, that's what she gets paid to do, but she deserves a little bit better than that. Um, so she's my MVP of the week. Yeah. Um, JD? Uh, I'd have to say my MVP this week is... Oh, Tyler Bate. It was just a Tyler badass... Bates. Badass spot in the triple threat match where he uh, was given the airplane spin to Joe Gacy and then um, caught Wesley and started um, giving him the giant swing at the same time. And it was just super fucking impressive. Super impressive. Also, great match. Well, you're wrong because it was me. And why would it be you again? <laughs> because he's no, a It's not me. I already fuck. I have several that I would want to give it out to, like the, the the whole production crew from Sink or Swim this weekend. All did great. Even getting past the 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 audio issues we had at the beginning of the stream. Oh, were there audio issues? Yeah, there was a bad echo on commentary, and then. To fix that, and then there was no house audio, like you couldn't hear the crowd or the music or anything. And then they finally got that fixed midway through the live stream. Like if you go watch it on online now, it's still kind of wonky. Um, 
I mean, there was Wade, Aaron Wade did great. Like that kid has come so far in such a short time. He's a completely different fucking wrestler than he was two years ago. Him and Jaden had a hell of a match. And I got to be like Proud Papa watching those two go go at it. But I think overall I'm going to have to give it to um, Drew Game's illegitimate son, Casey Owens, going out and, in my opinion, stealing the fucking show with uh, with Jason Kincaid. Yeah, they had surprisingly amazing chemistry together. Yep. I think Casey, doesn't have, Casey doesn't have a bad match. Like, at, at worst, he'll give you something solid. And at best, he's one of, if not the best match on the show. And he just, God, I mean, I guess I'm just biased because he reminds me so much of Drew. But no, I, I firmly believe he is the future of that whole little combine because he's, it's been a, good while since i've seen a wrestler that improves so noticeably and visibly each time you see them step in the ring Mm -hmm. and that he's this good with how few matches he still had yeah love that kid man so the new gimmick on this is we're gonna start putting ac over instead of just jaden all the time apparently (laughs) well what is Let's go before we leave because I know we're all trying to get off. Um, right. What's the new live stream gimmick, Jake? Well, that was live. live stream. I thought you were streaming stuff. Watch along. Were you talking about the from the show this weekend? Oh, wow! That was the live stream. Yeah, it was live streaming on IWTV, and now it's up on demand. Okay. Yeah, now we have all the stuff that we can live stream in-house and we don't have to worry about somebody else doing it. So there'll be a lot more live streams from TWE coming, you know, going forward. That's good. Because that's what, their second ever live show? I think so. And I was on the first one, so now we're on the second one, so that was super cool. I think 10 years is going to be live streamed too. Don't Well, that's the next big one, isn't it? Yes. Well, I mean, let's count the the SCI weekend stuff, but no, well, is that is that where they did the group game battle royal? Yes. But I don't know if the battle royals on like it's pre-show thing. I don't think it goes on. Yeah. I don't know if they tape it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Anything uh, we need to look forward to this coming week? Besides, uh, just to remind our listeners, we do have the draft coming up. Our first episode of booking that show next weekend. Tyler, what would you have? My 19th anniversary is coming up this weekend. Uh, congratulations. Thank My you. fifth anniversary is coming up this weekend. That's wild. Congratulations. And more important than anything else that could be happening... Street Fighter 6, baby. Next week, we'll do our uh, first episode booking for our uh, draft personnel that we drafted and uh, the independent wrestling drafts. Looking forward to that. And then I'll be taking a month off. 
and I'll be the fucking host of the real podcast. Boy, things are going to change when you get back, JD. I don't think you understand how much stuff I've already planned out, JD, for while you're gone. It's going to oh, be like yeah. the meme of the dude walking into the apartment holding the big stack of pizzas, and the, the apartment's on fire, fire. he just drops them. I love that. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. I view it more like the the H.G. Wells, the time machine, where JD just emerges from a room and suddenly everyone's gone and there's just the Morlocks, which is us. So, um, I guess you'll get some editorial notes from me during that month. It was a long weekend of wrestling. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it's one of those weekends that as a child I would have loved and as an adult I was dreading. But we made it. We made it. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening to us. Uh, depending on us for your wrestling news and analysis. We'll be back in your feed next week with uh, a couple more exciting episodes. Until then, take what they need to do. Money. No contest.